Hey, testing the mic one, two, one, two. This is the Radio Apprentice. You are listening to our Radio Live podcast. Yeah, stay tuned. I'll be right back. Okay, uh, Peter B finally got the interview with CNN. Yeah. Yes, but a few people have a problem with it. Uh, some some people are saying that uh, this is not how world leaders function, and this is not how they interview people who are going to be presidents in their country to come out uh, on live television and telling the world how he's going to rule his country. Uh, this is what some people are saying. And moving away from that briefly. Uh, Kashim Shetima says that Tinubu will give Nigerians friendly leadership like Abacha did. Um, we're not there when Abacha was ruling, so if we were there, we're probably kids. So we didn't really know much about uh, Abacha's system of rule. But from the much we've heard, it doesn't really sound that that's so great. And uh, besides, we're still receiving money till today uh, from him. Um, Maybe that should also be a red flag or some kind of flag. Um, but uh, going back into the interview with Obi and uh, CNN, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to do you the honor of um, feeding you right into it. And when I'm doing that, I'm going to be a little bit silent. Some of our problems have been highlighted in this particular interview. Uh, as much as you want to look at things critically, a lot has been mentioned. And I'm sure that you're probably going to be ticking your boxes when you keep listening to the questions being asked. Uh, that makes me understand why some people have a problem with the questions and some people have a problem with the person who's answering these questions. So uh, I'm going to feed you right into it when you're done listening. Then we can ask ourselves certain questions uh, enough to answer. Remember that uh, the leadership, the Great House podcast on leadership will be coming up on Saturday. This will probably be one of the themes to discuss. You know that the problems of this country, Nigeria, has, is still piling up and looking like it's, it's not visible enough. And so everyone, is, everyone keeps surviving. All you do is check the internet and watch out for the inflation rate. And then you go to the market to confirm the inflation. And then you, you come back to your house and try to cook. And then you, you are obliged to understand that things have changed. You probably now sit back to ask questions as to people who tend to feel worse. How is life for them? And then also you wonder why, how people are still surviving in this particular environment. Uh, haven't heard everything that's happening and still living in a country where these things are happening and we're still living in denial. As if the world is not watching, as if everything is fine, as if everything is going on well and no one is saying anything about it. You hear the questions, and then you can answer for yourself when we start asking if these uh, particular questions tick the boxes to the problem of the country. That way, when I put you up to the mic, you probably have something, uh, some good answers to give and some driven solutions to air. Remember that the audio you're about to listen to, the interview you're about to listen to, should not trigger you into any sort of violence and should not also push you into insulting or abusing anyone. It is something for you to ponder upon, think about it, and decide uh, what you really want to do.
Okay, this is going to help us in our selection process and in our decision making. It is very good that our problems have been highlighted by the rest of the world so that you know what the problem is, should in case you're being told different. And if you know what the problem is, you know how your problem can be solved. I'm very sure of that. At least uh, if you don't know how your problem is going to be solved, you now you know what the problem is. And then you can actually ask questions as to these consequences of these problems. If you don't know what the problems are, or if you know what the problems are and don't know how it's going to be solved. Okay, you can ask questions uh, where necessary and get your answers where necessary so that your decision can be properly influenced. Okay, um, having said that, stay tuned. I'm going to uh, play the audio. Like I said, this is just to enhance your decision making. What you're trying to pick out from these questions, right? This particular interview are the questions. Okay, amid every other thing you hear. Uh, we're picking out the questions because those are the questions we're going to ask ourselves if that is really what is going on here and if that's the problem we're really facing. Okay, that's what it is. You are certainly the most popular presidential candidate in Nigeria right now among young people. There is just so much momentum behind you. But here's the problem. Nigerians are used to being disappointed by their leaders. And when you think about some of the problems that are facing the country right now, they're systemic. I'm talking about corruption. I'm talking about oil theft. I'm talking about insecurity. I'm talking about the fiscal hole that Nigeria is in right now. Can all of that really be solved by one person? Well, if you have a leader that is competent, have the capacity and commitment to start dealing with it, you're not going to solve it overnight, but there will be a clear, visible, measurable attempt to dealing with it. And they are not they are things that are solvable. They are things that can be dealt with decisively. But you have to have a... If indeed you do become Nigerian's next problem. president. Um, Nigeria, as you know, is broke. It is barely able to service its debt. It spends so much more than it earns. What are your plans, just from a concrete perspective, what are your plans to take Nigeria's economy off of life support? Well, a variety of things. One is that you have to deal decisively with the issue of security. It's impacting negatively on your economy today. You have to deal with it head on because you have to get your farmers to go back to farm. You have to start pulling people out of poverty as quickly as possible. You have to reduce aggressively cost of governance and deal with the issue of corruption. Anyone who knows anything about Nigeria knows that it has this embarrassing reputation of despite the fact that it is Africa's largest oil producer, it imports refined fuel. What is your plan for transforming Nigeria's economy from a consumption economy to a production economy? Let me use the issue of oil, for example, there's no reason why our refineries cannot work. There's no reason why we should not encourage private sector to build refineries. That all of the things that you've just listed come to pass. Well, I want to talk about one of the other sort of major issues that Nigeria is dealing with, grappling with right now, and that is, of course, violence and insecurity. You can barely travel from one part of Nigeria to another without fearing for your life. And I'm talking about kidnapping. I'm talking about banditry. I'm talking about terrorism. I'm talking about Boko Haram. What is your plan for that? You know, I just said that 
initially that what we need to first set down is issue of security. Because unless you have security, the farmers can't go back. You can't attract investment. Nobody will ever want to go to an insecure place. What I said we're going to pull out of this particular interview are the questions. Uh, let's don't stress into the answers. I know that we have divert, divergent views on the answers. And these are questions now that are confirmed as a problem of the country. Now, hopefully, we're going to put out these questions well, write them down, highlight them properly, and push them to our candidates. Push them to your candidate. And let us come back on live TV and answer these questions. But while you're putting these questions to your, to your candidates, let's also understand that the main candidate here to make a country good is you. Now, you're, you're one person that would go to the polling unit and vote. Now, that is where you have your power. Now, these particular questions and the answers that would follow in your head would help you decide on where to put your investment in. Now, your investment would be your thumb. Let's just scrap it now and go back to the questions. The question I want to ask now with this is, are these the problems of Nigeria? Or do we need to add more? Or are we, are we supposed to remove some? Okay, it's, it's a clear-cut question that we can also answer during the Great House podcast. But for now, let's, let's answer this question. Um, you can be a unique contributor to this particular show because it concerns everybody. And uh, I would love that you actually have your point of view live here, just so that we understand to what extent... Uh, you want to change things in the country because you right now as the leader that I can that I know I can feel and these are the questions that are put that has been put out for deliberation like I said we've been living in denial we're uncertain and we're living like nothing is happening we're we're running this country just the way we want it just that we're not the ones piloting the ship so what is going to happen now is we're going to ask ourselves these questions and find out if we need to remove some of those questions or we need to add to more of the problems and highlight them and put them out in the position where these questions can be answered, whether by us or our candidates or the people we trust to help enlighten us on more things to understand how this should be solved. Now, the unique thing about any problem is how can the problem be solved? ASU has gone on strike, indefinite strike. Students at home, some of them are loitering here and there. Some that can work, yeah, working. Some that don't have anything to do are just loitering. Uh, this is where you have increased crime. And this is where you, you say uh, an idle person. Now, that is really, that is for real. Someone who sleeps and wakes, wakes up every morning doing nothing. Somebody that is used to going to school, eventually not going to school. I was at a state university. I figured out that a lot of people are coming into the state university uh, to put for transfer. They want to transfer themselves from the federal universities to the state universities because that is where it's functioning. We also have that issue. Now, we're not sure the position of ASU and the position of the federal government. We don't know whose problem it is. We don't know who's at fault. We don't know who's pulling the strings. We don't know what they're trying to achieve. Right now in Pothakot, we're, we're facing foil scarcity. Now, I'm trying to poke straight up the union format in this country. Uh, unions are supposed to 
bring together and connect um, professionals in the same field just so that they can have a voice and have areas where they can support each other. Um, in this country, I, I, I just, I'm trying to imagine how much of it is being taken for granted and how much of the people's trust has been tampered with in case of the union activities. These are questions that keeps increasing and yet unanswered. So we're going to answer them. You're going to highlight and see if you can add more or remove some. We're going to agree and disagree. Now, this would further to help enhance our ability to answer questions, make answers for ourselves, and also make decisions. When I say decisions, the best kind of decision, the type of decision you would make and not regret making those decisions by tomorrow. Hello fam, this is Arvo Radio Podcast with the Radio Apprentice.